It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to another edition of the Giants huddle. I'm Paul Dottino, and of course, you can always catch the Giants huddle on all your favorite podcast platforms and at Giants.com or the Giants mobile app. Today, we've got a very, very special guest. Charlotte Carey, the NFL's director of broadcasting, is one of the six executives responsible for making the NFL schedule. Now, I'm glad you got some rest, Charlotte, because we're going to grill you a little bit today as to all the machinations that went into this. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me, Paul. Go, go a little easy on me today. It's, it's, been, a, it's been a long couple months here. <laughs> I got you. Hey, let me start off with a couple of numbers that I know you know well. Yeah. Six executives since January working on this schedule. Yes, sir. 472 total games over 18 weeks of the season. And I hear that it was scheduled 1,019,153 that finally made it. So, so tell me, how many finalists were there over the last several weeks? How many actually got to Commissioner Goodell's office before he finally settled on this one? You know, I think we actually ended up with nine finalist schedules. Um, we, we called them contenders, and we we put contenders up every time to try to beat our current leader, our leader in the clubhouse, as Mike likes to call it. Um, and, you know, we, we checkpoint with the commissioner throughout. So about once a week, you know, depending on schedules and such, we'll go up there and, you know, share our, you know, where, where we are currently, what our thinking is, and, you know, get his feedback and input over the course of the process. Um so he saw he saw a decent amount of whether they were finished schedules or just you know some framing points through the course of the process. He, he was very much involved. Was there ever a time where you thought as a collective group of six, we got it, and then all of a sudden either something popped up that you didn't realize, or maybe the commissioner said, "Wait a minute, folks, we got to check on this." Every day. That happens every day throughout the process. We're like, wait a minute, are we sure we want to do that? Let's go back to square one. Honestly, you know, the, the trickiest things that happen, I think, over the course of the process are all of the player movements and uncertainty and and, you know, things along those lines. So when you have a Tom Brady retire and then unretire, it's kind of all system stop. Let's rethink what we're doing with the entire, you know, primetime packages and, and all of the schedules throughout. So, you know, there are definitely pieces that are a little bit more of an all system stop type uh, type thing when it's a huge player that moves, whether it's Russell Wilson going to Denver or Matt Ryan going to Indy or Tom Brady retiring and unretiring, all of those different pieces. Um but then on top of it, you know, if there are things that we see that we don't like throughout the schedule process, it's a little bit like Groundhog's Day. We will run every night, write new rules, come in the next morning, see what the computer did, see what we got overnight. And generally, we're looking at, you know, on a good night, we're looking at hundreds of schedules. On a bad night, we're looking at, you know, five or six. But generally speaking, it's, it's the former. And, you know, all of those rules that we write, obviously, go into the system and we see the results the next day. So there are certain things that over the course of the process, we're like, Ooh, we really like that game in that spot, but you know what, this is probably not a great stretch for the giants. So let's try to fix that in the next iteration. So we'll write rules against it and see what we come up with the next day. Now we know the, uh, the schedule for the release is done in coordination with NFL network. And we know that, you know, it used to be in April, then it was moved to May. We've talked to Mike North about that in the past. Do you guys, as a collective group of six, have any say in the schedule release date? Because I have to imagine, as you're going through these permutations, you have a rough idea of when you think you might get it done, but then as it gets to crunch time, you might be sweating just a little bit. 
you know, we work we work really closely internally with with the entire schedule release team, and um, and you know what, it, it's we we definitely had uh, some input into you know the time range in which uh, this gets released with draft right, you know, a couple weeks before when we actually have released it the last couple of years, we had asked for a little bit of time just to be able to react to anything that, you know, any crazy, uh, any crazy events that may happen at draft or, or whatnot, whether they're player movements or, you know, drafting a new quarterback or, you know, the the Giants had a fantastic draft this year. So, you know, wanting to take those things into account and make sure that we are paying attention and able to react to them, you know, and, and not putting a schedule out that, may not be able to encompass some of the things that we learned throughout the draft. When were you able to put this year's schedule in cement? You know what? Honestly, we were working on it up through, it may have been, it may have been Wednesday morning. It was either Tuesday night or I I don't even remember at this point, but it was, it was late into this week and we got final approval and then it was just all systems go. Let's get through all of the paperwork and make sure that we're in good shape and make sure that everything's legal in here and, and go get it out to the clubs and get it out to the public as soon as possible. Giant season tickets are on sale now for the 2022 season. In addition to ticket savings, membership benefits include access to exclusive events, experiences, pre-sales, and more. You can lock in your seats starting at just 100 bucks. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com slash tickets for more information. I had read somewhere that there were 25,000 different rules and guidelines and so yeah. forth that you have to go through, which is why you need computers to help you out. Is that honestly a good estimate? Is it really that many? Yeah, it's actually incredible. I mean, some of those rules are evergreen every year, right? We're not going to play a team with a four-grain road trip. We're not going to open you with three away to start the season or close you with three away to end the season. There are certain things that are somewhat evergreen rules that we just won't do to a, to a team. So those already just kind of live in the software as is. But every year, uh, it's it's an incredible the amount of work that goes into this process. And um, Mike North and I every night are writing rules, trying to make sure that we're not screwing anything up, putting them incorrectly. And, uh, but you know, it it really is, it's about 25,000 rules that we have, um, in the software. And it's incredible that we can have that many constraints and still see so many incredible playable schedules, um, every year. Is it possible for you to share with us one or two of the biggest landmines aside from Tom Brady coming out of retirement or Russell Wilson getting traded that really kind of threw the entire apple cart upside down this year? You know what? It's funny. Those were, those were really kind of the big pieces, right? When when we don't know much about those, you know, those really impactful players, we can just go back to Tom Brady for one second because Tampa Bay has such a great slate of games this year, right? They right. they play they play Kansas City, they play Dallas, they play the Rams. They have so many great opponents that with Tom Brady at quarterback. Those are fantastic, great. We like to think of them almost as assets that we can spread around to our media partners and also to make sure for the fans that we're putting them in the right windows. But when Tom Brady retires, there are a lot of question marks of who's who's the Buccaneers quarterback. Are those games as good? Obviously, we still have to do something with them. They're great games, but it changes the dynamic slightly. So, again, it's a little bit all system stop when something like that happens. Um or honestly, even even Russell Wilson, that was another great example. Those those player movement pieces, I think, this year were were the biggest kind of landmines, if you will, that really forced us to stop and take a fresh look at what we were doing. Um, but yeah, those were it was it was a we were lucky, I should say, that a lot of those things were cemented early in the process 
Tom Brady retired early and then he came back and unretired in March. And so we actually had some time to react. It's a little bit trickier when that happens, you know, in April, especially the first or second week in April or May. And, you know, even if it's draft week to be able to react to that and get, get together so quickly. So, so we were lucky with the timing on a lot of those pieces this year, for sure. Okay. Let me get a little more specific about the giants, because obviously we're doing a giants program and a lot of giants fans have some thoughts themselves. What were some of the very unique permutations or maybe very oddball things that you guys wound up having to change direction on with the Giants over the course of the last month or so? If there were any, maybe their schedule was easy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we see things like three-game road trips a lot that sometimes we're like, you know – we really would like to not do this to any team over the course of the season, but, you know, especially if there are stadium blocks involved and things like that, you know, it just, it happens. And every team is going to have schedule inequities that they're not going to love every single year. Um, With the Giants schedule this year, you know, one of the things we really liked was um, we, we did like them on Thanksgiving. We thought it was really fun. I know that, you know, I, I grew up, I have to say, I grew up a huge Giants fan. So I have to be partial at this point with, you know, my role at the league, but I grew up a huge Giants fan. And, um, and I, uh, it, it, you know, the, the Dallas rivalry is, is real. And, you know, I felt it obviously growing up as a kid and, you know, it's, it's something that is, is still really exciting. You know, we're playing both ends of that game in national windows, but on Thanksgiving to me, you know, nothing really says Thanksgiving, like a Giants Dallas game, 430. It's, it's our biggest window, right? We usually get the most viewership in that one window over the course of the season. So we're really excited about that. Well, let's talk about that game for a second, because since the 1970 uh, merger with the AFL and NFL, the Giants have been on Thanksgiving four times been to Dallas only once in 1992. So was it the kind of thing where you you as a collective group said, boy, wouldn't this be great to get this game on the schedule this year? Or there's some other kind of permutations or some type of um, of sharing or rotations that go into play that said, well, maybe the Giants are up this year. So, you know, it's interesting. The way that Thanksgiving works generally is with our, with our partner, CBS and Fox, they flip on and off each year with who gets Dallas and who gets Detroit. So essentially who gets the early window and who gets the late window on Thanksgiving afternoon. And when it's a, when it's a CBS game in Dallas, we usually have to use one of the AFC uh, matchups to, to fill that slot because of just the way the packages work this year and such that all change starting next year with more on conference and we'll be able to you know be a little bit more flexible with those opponents but if it were you know if it were an AFC year we would have to put an AFC opponent into that slot it's it's a Fox year so we had a little bit more flexibility with putting an NFC opponent um, against Dallas and to be honest with you we let it float a little bit there were there were a couple options for Thanksgiving I think a lot of us got comfortable and really liked, particularly me, um, the Giants on Thanksgiving in that window. That was something that I was excited about in this particular schedule. Um, but it, it's not something that we kind of closed the door and locked in day one. That was something that we allowed to float, and we saw many different things. We saw Chicago. We saw Washington. We saw plenty of different opponents in that window. But I think we all got comfortable and ended up really liking the Giants there. There was a streak when uh, NBC Sunday Night Football came into play. I think for like the first 10 years of that series, they had Giants and Dallas. It seemed like, in fact, one year they had them twice in the same season. Uh, The last couple of years, that hasn't happened. Was there a cognizant awareness of, hey, NBC got Giants-Dallas a lot, and maybe uh, we need to spread that game around a little bit? 
Yeah, definitely. And also just change, right? I think that, you know, Giants Dallas is always going to be, it, 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 there's there's the historic rivalry. We're always going to use it in a big window. So whether we're using it, we we have the ability sometimes to cross flex, as it's called. So when I was talking about Thanksgiving and having to put an AFC game out, at Dallas, we have the ability, a limited ability to cross-flex games. So sometimes, you know, we'll do like a Giants-Dallas doubleheader, a 425 game on CBS early in the season to still have that splash and have that impact, similar to what we used to do on NBC and, and still definitely will do again on NBC. Um, just, you know, spreading it around a little bit with the partners. This year we have a great Giants-Dallas game on Monday night. Uh, we definitely put it on Fox as a 425 doubleheader early in the season before. So, you know, we we generally like to do a lot with that matchup. It just depends on where it falls every year. Okay, let me ask you about the international game. Giants going to London for the third time in 07 against Miami, 16 against the Rams. Now this year they go uh, and play Green Bay. So what goes into that? Because I understand that starting next year, if I read correctly, Every team makes one trip to an international game every eight seasons, but that rule doesn't take effect right until next season. So what kind of uh, parameters did you put into this decision to put the Giants in London? You know, I think that we work closely with our international group um, on on all these international matchups. And again, I think that the Giants, uh, Giants Green Bay sounds like a football game and it sounds like a great draw. It is a big game, quite frankly, for for an international game. You know, like I, I, I think that we can all say we've had a couple of softer matchups over there. This year, we have some really strong, really fun international matchups that everyone in this building is fairly excited for. Um you know, the interesting thing that goes into a little bit of the international mix is, you know, does the team get their buy right after? Are they home before? Are they on a short road trip? You know, we work really closely with the clubs on what they would like. And given the fact that this is fairly early in the season, the Giants elected, you know what, we, we don't really want our buy right after. This is the only place where a club can, you know, give you input on where their buy falls if they're doing an international trip. They, they can give us a little bit of input of, hey, we'd like it right after or we'd like it somewhere else. That's basically all they can tell us. But, you know, being that early in the season, week five, it's a little bit tricky to have your buy right there. And then especially with the expanded season, have to go all the way through the rest of the season with no rest. So sure. um, so we push their buy a little bit later. Um, and, you know, but it is interesting. The whole idea of London has shifted since we originally started sending teams over years ago, uh, where teams would go over a week early. They'd try to get their body clocks adjusted. They'd want their buy right after to come back. And now teams have gotten a little bit more comfortable with it and are going, you know, a couple days before the game, playing the game, and then coming home that night, especially if it's a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time kickoff, you're back in your building by, you know, call it 2 a.m. Monday morning or so. You have a full week then to get ready for your next game. So once you knew the Packers were part of the London package and they were going to have a home game against the Giants, that kind of pushed you in that direction, it sounds like. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like that, that wasn't locked in day one, but we really liked it there. And that was one of the right. things that we focused on and, you know, got fairly comfortable with early. So, um, so it, yeah, we were very, very bullish on that game. We really liked it, especially early in the season going over to London, it, you know, the Giants, as you well know, right. We all remember the 07 season with that success. We, I, I don't know. I think look, going over to London, somewhat of a team building piece also. So hopefully sure. we'll have another season. Hopefully you'll have another season like 07. Don't miss your chance to experience a premier hospitality experience watching Giants games and world-class concerts in 2022 as a Giants suite partner. Limited full-season locations are available or place a deposit for individual games. Call 888-NYG-1925 or visit Giants.com suites for more information. 
Well, now let, let me ask you this: when when you look at the the international package and you have multiple sites in the international series, do the folks in those respective departments and countries do they say, "Hey, that was, was for example another country saying we would like that game"? How do you decide which country gets the international game where it finally lands? You know, our our international group at the league is is really. Um, really, you know, uh, involved in, in those conversations and pieces. And, um, and Howard Katz is, I would say, you know, he, he works very closely with them, especially on this one piece um, to decide who goes where. And so it's, it's not as much the scheduling group that's deciding who's okay. going to which location. We definitely have, you know, we, we have a, a little bit of influence and are in the conversation, but, um, but there, it, it happens at a, a fairly high level around here uh, deciding who's going to end up in which location every year. Final question, because I know we're running out of time, and we really appreciate you taking the, this opportunity to talk to us. With the preseason schedule, we notice everybody is to be announced. No actual dates, times. We know the networks do televise some preseason games, and they're your partners. So how much say will they have in the actual timing and the, the opponents, for that matter? We know the Giants, for example, are playing the Jets and the Patriots. They always play them every year. And Cincinnati is the third team they'll play this season. Yeah, you know, the um, the preseason schedule is is definitely, um, it, it's a whole other animal. And um, a lot of it is, you know, football readiness and making sure that we're making the best possible schedule for the clubs. The clubs have a lot of input on preseason. Um, and, you know, it, it is, it's definitely trying to reduce travel and make sure that, you know, we're listening to each of the clubs on what they're, what they're kind of wanting to see over the course of the preseason. Obviously we can't make everybody happy, especially when it comes to stadium blocks and concert tours. And as I'm sure, you know, with COVID and everything else, a lot of concert tours were canceled over the last couple of years and are happening in full force this summer. So Preseason was a little tricky with stadium blocks this year, and, and Blake Jones on our team um, does a fantastic job making the preseason schedule every year. Um, and, you know, there, there are always constraints that, that occur, but it's, it's definitely, you know, it's not as much the national TV partners that drive this. It's a lot more of the local TV partners, as I'm sure you know, the teams each have their own TV partner in each of their local markets for preseason. So it's a little bit of a different model, um, but that I'm sure informs a lot of the club's requests for what they'd like to see as well. Final thought, uh, Charlotte, in light of the two years of the pandemic we just came out of, which obviously threw haywire into everything in life, not just the NFL schedule, was getting back to a normal schedule process maybe a little bit of a relief? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what, honestly, the interesting thing is we took a little bit of learning from the last few years and we made somewhat of a hybrid model. We were in the office some days, we were on Zoom others, and we were able to kind of, you know, have the same camaraderie and, you know, be in the office and see each other and eat lunch together, but really be locked in that room for a a tremendous amount of hours per day. Um, But at the same time, we could also, you know, work on Zoom and being able to just screen share and other things. It's been an interesting process. And it's really nice to at least have that hybrid model where we can see what works really well for our group and what the right kind of balance is overall. So, but yes, it's definitely been good to get out of COVID times. Great stuff from Charlotte Carey, the NFL's director of broadcasting. Thank you so much. And we not only appreciate your time, we appreciate all your efforts and what you do for the National Football League. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Once again, Charlotte Carey joining us here on the Giants Huddle. You can always catch us on Giants.com, the Giants mobile app, and all of your favorite podcast platforms. So long, everybody.